How's everybody doing today and welcome to this episode of the Hey Chicago podcast brought to you by Believe Network. Like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform that you may be using. And first off, I'm just going to say it myself. The Cubs were officially eliminated from the playoffs on Sunday. So pretty, pretty disappointing after it looked like they had a chance to make a good playoff run up four games a couple weeks ago. And then you pretty much just blow it after you play teams like the Diamondbacks, the Braves, the Brewers at the end of the year the most key games of the year you just blow at the end of the day and yeah Cubs fans can watch Cubs baseball this offseason which is pretty disappointing so hopefully the Cubs can make the right moves in the offseason and get going again but first I just want to look at the games from last week against the Atlanta Braves her first game the Cubs lost seven to six it was probably the most one of the most disappointing losses of the year I would say it started off pretty well for the Cubs. At first, we had a Jan Gomes home uh, RBI in the first. So Cubs were up 1-0 after that. Then Mastroboni had an RBI in the second. You're up 2-0. Then Seiya Suzuki, who's been really, really on fire after the past couple weeks, he had a two-run triple in the third inning. So that puts you up 4-0 against the best team in the league. Then Bellinger has an RBI single. You're up 5-0 now. Then happened an RBI, but then once the – once the sixth inning came around was when the Cubs started to lose it all. The bullpen came in, Steele came out, and the Braves just took advantage of it, and they started putting up runs. And then in the eighth inning, you have a fly ball out to your outfield. You have Sei Suzuki out there who just completely drops it. And the Braves took the lead after that, and they just took ran away with it. So a very, very winnable game, but at the end of the day when you make clear mistakes like that you're not going to win any baseball games especially when you're trying to make a playoff run it was very disappointing that Suzuki did that but at the end of the day he was the one that has been the catalyst of this whole playoff run in the past few weeks gaining all the runs he's been playing terrifically on the base pass he's just doing everything that Cubs fans really wanted when they first signed him but that late game mistake really just costed them a lot but I'm not putting the blame on Sei Suzuki this whole time because everybody in the organization is to blame for them not making the playoffs because they pretty much did it to themselves, and you can't just put that blame on one player. But then we go to the second game of the series against the Braves, and the Cubs lost at 6-5. to five. Another game where it looked like the Cubs were dominating at first with a half solo home run to put them up 3-1, and then Albies tied it back up with a single, and... From there, it looked like it was going to be a back-and-forth game. But once the ninth, 10th inning came in, Hap in the top of the 10th had a sack fly. But while it was Ozzie Albies who had an amazing game this whole this whole game from the first inning to the last. He had a walk-off single. So you lose another close game, back-to-back close games, when you have the Miami Marlins right behind you just itching to get to that spot that you're in playing pretty easier opponents next to you. They're playing, I'm pretty sure, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So you're facing the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves, while the Miami Marlins are facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know they're probably going to beat them in that series. They also play the Mets, too. So with that, you got to remember that you can't just let these late games just get ahead of you. Once they lost these two games, that was pretty much it for the Cubs because – the next game, they lost 5-3 to three against the Braves, and it just seemed like the Braves came out hot, and the Cubs just couldn't get there. 
bats going as much as Atlanta could. So that whole series against Atlanta was just purely disappointing to watch, especially when you have two games that were very winnable, but you pretty much just blow them at the end of it. And like I said in past episodes, that was kind of a theme for the Cubs this year. You have games that you could easily win, but when the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth innings come up, they just blew the lead. And this one, the bullpen came in, they just completely blew the lead and they were not able to make those plays that you really expect them to when a team is trying to get into the playoff push. But with that, the last series of the year was against Milwaukee Brewers. And after they lost the first game 4-3, to and which is another 10th inning game where they completely lost it, that was pretty much it for the Cubs. Saturday and Sunday pretty much didn't mean that much at all because Miami already had the tiebreaker, plus they were a game and a half ahead. So disappointing ending to a very, very interesting season for the Cubs. Nobody really thought saw them in this spot at all when the f- year first came around. Everybody thought they were going to be a bottom-tier team in the NL Central. But once the All-Star break ended, this team just had a lot of hope and seemed like they had a pretty good chance at the playoffs and a good playoff push. I was one of those people that thought this team was pretty much a lock for the playoffs after a few weeks ago. But when they got too complacent with it was when everything went downhill. Week after week after week, we just see this team blow leads and the bullpen just struggles or you just don't have your top guys getting the hits that you want them to. So there's not really anybody certain to blame for this, but I would just say that this team pretty much just gave up at the end of it. It's just sad to watch, and we really wish that we could have seen them make that good playoff push, but this team really did exceed expectations for me this season. I did not expect them to be a playoff team when the year first started. They came out hot to start the year. I remember that, but then they went on that rough game stretch for like a month or two, and then once August came around, this team started being on fire again. I just want this team to make the right changes they need to in the offseason, and I think it all starts with what you're going to really do with David Ross. He he had his ups and downs all year. He At the end of the year, it seemed like he struggled a bit more. I'm not going to lie. He made some questionable manage, manage, managing mistakes, and from starting the lineups to bringing guys in from the bullpen. Some of those decisions really just costed them at the end of the year. But I personally do not see this team letting go of David Ross this season. I The Cubs are kind of an organization that will just ride it out with their manager until the end of his contract, and I kind of see them doing that with him until 2024. So Cubs fans just look for David Ross to still be the manager of this team. I know it's 50-50 all around Chicago with that. A lot of them want to see him go. A lot of them want to see him stay. But Jed Hoyer's got a big decision to make with what he's going to do with David Ross because a lot of guys still feel nostalgia from that 2016 World Series. But management is way different from being a player. He's got to put the guys in the right spots, and at the end of the day, he just really didn't do that at the end of the year. But there's a lot of guys this offseason that are up for grabs, especially Cody Bellinger. I want the Cubs to bring him back. I that's that's probably number one thing for me from a player standpoint. Bringing back Cody Bellinger, you can't really see him walk. And after these few days, after the Cubs didn't make the playoffs, it seems like a lot of people just do not see that happening. 
he had answers in the past tense about playing for the Cubs, and that kind of made a lot of fans a little bit worried. But at the same time, players do that all the time, and I don't think that's anything to really worry about. But Bellinger was the key player for the Cubs this whole season. He came out from start to finish. He pretty much just came back into his own after having a rough couple of years after he won the MVP. He pretty much came back into the player that a lot of people thought Cody Bellinger was, and teams are going to try to get him in the market this year. There's no doubt about that. I could even see the Dodgers making another run to get him back onto that team. Could definitely see the Yankees throwing money at him. So the Cubs have to be greedy with their money this year. They got to throw it out. Like we see other teams in Chicago just not doing that. The Cubs can't go around that same path and just not pay their players. If they really want this organization to succeed and not just be mediocre, like we see in other teams in Chicago right now, it's just like worrisome if they don't do that. Hopefully the Ricketts family just sees that Cubs fans want Cody Bellinger to stay. He already threw money at Dansby Swanson last offseason, so why not give it to your best player this one? But at the same time, you got to round out the team with good talent. There's just not room for good hitting. This team just needs pitching. And I feel like I've just been saying that over and over and over again, but it's been a common theme for the Cubs in the past few years. They just do not have the pitching to do it. But if they get that bullpen going with the good starters they have, I see Stroman opting back into his contract because there's really no reason he doesn't. He didn't pitch for the whole second half of the year. He struggled before that a little bit. But in the beginning of the season, he looked like he was back into the old Marcus Stroman that we hope to see. But Stroman's definitely going to come back. No team's going to give him more than the Cubs are giving him right now. And... If you have Steele, Stroman, and then you get a few more guys to round out your starting lineup, and then just a few veteran bullpen guys with your prospects that are also very good, like Cade Horton, then this team's looking pretty good for the next couple of years. There's really only a few things that this team really needs to do to get back into that playoff contention, and then hopefully to championship contention after that. But yeah, all these young guys are looking very promising. You have Pico Armstrong you brought up at the end of the year. His bat was a little bit off, but he still made those great defensive plays. And that's really what I was expecting of him to do. I don't really see him being that great power hitter until two years down the line, one or two years down the line. But Pete Armstrong came out as a center fielder that was going to make those great defensive plays like Kevin Kiermaier did for the race back in the day. And from that, he pretty much solidified himself as their center fielder of the future, hopefully. And then next year, you might be able to see Kevin Alcantara, one of the guys he got in that Yankees Rizzo trade. Hopefully, he can be another one of those outfield guys that has good defense, but also a good bat with his speed. And then lastly, you brought up Jordan Wicks. And Jordan Wicks, who was one of the best pitchers for the Cubs this year, he had good control over his ball. He started off undefeated, but then he had a couple losses at the end of the year. So with all these young guys coming up and all the veterans that you have, this team's looking pretty good for the next year. You don't really expect them to do it as good this year as they really did, but they really exceeded expectations for me and a lot of other Cubs fans. I know the other day Judd Hoyer said he did not meet his expectations because he wanted this team to be a playoff team, which is exactly what you want to really hear from him. You don't really want to hear, yeah, this team just almost made the playoffs. That's what a lot of other teams in Chicago really say. See the Bulls saying that, the Bears say that, but 
it seems like this Cubs organization just wants more than just mediocrity, which is finally what we want to see in a Chicago in a Chicago team. But there's been a lot of rumors going around right now after the Cubs lost their playoff spot. And what I've been seeing a lot is Pete Alonso to the Cubs. I don't know how I feel about that, really. It's kind of rough. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I don't really want to give out that many of our good prospects for Pete Alonso, especially if he would just be a run-to-a player. But at the same time, Pete Alonso is that home run hitter that you really want on your team. And if they don't bring back Cody Bellinger and just get Pete Alonso for your prospects, I don't really see the point of that. Either you bring back Cody Bellinger, play him at first base, or you get Pete Alonso and then you get rid of Cody Bellinger, who was already a very good player on your roster. Plus, Bellinger is able to play more positions than Alonso is. And I think character-wise, he's just a better person to have on the team than Pete Alonso. But I also wouldn't be mad if they traded for him because he's exactly what they need out of home run power hitters. And then you also have Kyle Hendricks, who will be entering free agency this season. I think, sadly, it may be time that the Cubs do say goodbye to Hendricks. It's been a long, long career with Hendricks on the Cubs. He kind of lost his stride at the end of it. He was playing pretty well most of the season, but once he got back from that injury, he just like became a lesser version than he used to be. But Hendricks would still be a great person to have on this roster. I could even see him going more into a bullpen standpoint next year instead of being a starter for the Cubs. But a longtime Cub, Kyle Hendricks, he may be on his way out this year, which is sad to see. But if the Cubs make the right the right moves this offseason, we'll see what that decision really will come down to. But again, this season really, really, really was ups and downs for the Cubs. It looked like they had that good playoff chance, but at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to see Cubs baseball this postseason. And games are already going on, and this postseason looks like it's going to be very interesting to watch. But it have been way more fun to watch this team play. I feel like they would have been one of the more exciting teams to watch at the end of this season from how they had the young guys with veterans and then you're still that big market team that a lot of people still love to watch in postseason. But with that, all the Cubs really need to do is make a few decisions in this offseason to try and get their team back in that playoff contention. The NL Central will not be easy next year. The Brave, the Brave, Brewers, I mean, will be even better than they were this year. And then the Cincinnati Reds, a lot of them are young guys that are going to keep coming up, so... You got to stay ready with that. You got to keep improving your team, not only the guys that are on the roster, but also your prospects. But with that, I'm about to end this episode of Hey Chicago. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all again very soon.